This week on the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. Uh, uh, like, like Tauntauns, Leia's two-pip polishes many a turd. <laughs> Like oh, that's that's going in the hot takes drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a podcast focused on tactics and competitive play for Star Wars Legion, hosted by Kyle Dornboss, Michael Barry, and David Zelenka, with Jay Shalansky, the man behind the glass. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and David. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's good to be back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, Mike. Thank you. How was how was how was, how was your uh, vision quest? My vision quest was great. I went to Endor, which was fantastic. Um, apparently, California redwoods are the inspiration for Endor. My understanding. Yes. So, Accurate. I spent a couple days in the woods. Um, which was pretty awesome. I gotta say it is a beautiful state. I got very drunk about eight of the 10 days I was gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't have to drive around. So, you know, uh, we visited some of the, the vineyards and stuff. Um, I spent uh, five days in San Diego, five days in San Francisco. So did Hayden uh, Christensen appear to you as a force ghost? He may have. I, you know, it. I think it was maybe I don't know who originally played Anakin Skywalker, but um, that guy, better oh, guy, shoot Sebastian. Yes. I forget his last name. Drat. Uh, All right, you you could continue continue talking. I'm gonna mute my mic and do the one. Yeah, so it was a good time. Um, I don't know. We don't need to talk about my vacation though. We we have plenty of Legion stuff to talk about. Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed our two and a half hour episode last week. Um, I didn't listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, before the show started, Mike's like, "So what did you guys talk about last week?" We're like, (laughs) "So we've been we've been told by Jay that our that our time allotment uh, has been deducted from this episode." So we hope you enjoyed this episode of Notorious Scoundrels, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. no, we are Sebastian try. Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. There Sebastian you go. Shaw. There you go. He was actually really famous, and he like um, I forget who we talked to, but like he didn't really understand the gravity of the character he was actually playing during Return of the Jedi. He had, well, he literally had no idea what Star Wars even was when they cast him. Apparently, <laughs> he just. Well, he, like, I think I'm playing. I think I'm playing Darth Vader. <laughs> like he has no he has no idea who he was. Well, I think Vader that was, was um, Vader was played by like three different people. Obviously, yeah, yeah, the, voice, yeah. the voice is James Earl Jones, but right, and David Prowse is the actor who actually was in the suit. Yeah, it's actually really funny because he's got like a Russian accent. So if you, you watch... guys are nerds, <laughs> oh, you figured? <laughs> really? You know, we yeah. have a podcast about a game, not only about Star Wars, but about a game of Star Wars with little plastic dudes. That's fine. I'm just, just saying. Yeah, you know, you're on that podcast. I am on that podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't know who Sebastian Shaw is, though. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyway, if you watch, if you watch like the, the 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 you know the live clips before they edit in James Earl Jones's voice, it's hilarious to see like some tall Russian dude speaking Darth Vader's lines. With apologies to David Prowse. Yeah, um, he does a great he does a great job in the uh, in the suit. Uh, all right. Um, 
So let's talk about Legion. Uh, quick housekeeping real quick. Uh, mats are up for pre-sale. Those would be the fifth trooper mats. They look awesome. Uh, we talked about them briefly last week, but just to uh, recap, um, they are six by four mats, but they come with table runners, so you can turn them into six by three mats. There are uh, markers on the mats that give you the center of the table and then every 18 inches. Um, those markers are not like obnoxious X marks or anything. They are pieces of terrain, so it might be like a little rock or a bush or something. Maybe um, we should make a treasure island map. That, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Yeah, there you go. Um, little dot, dot, dot with an X in the middle. Yeah. And put the recover supplies right on top of that bad boy. Great. I, um, bet, you, I bet you people buy it. Yeah. Anyway, so check those out um, uh, on thefifthtrooper.com. And uh, also, uh, we do have a Patreon now, so we can do things like, hopefully you saw our um, first battle report video. Uh, it was me and uh, the illustrious Stephen McLaughlin duking it out. This was We actually filmed it like a month ago, so this was pre-points changes slash pre-Nova. Um, uh, but it was super fun, um, so go check that out if you haven't already. Steve's a good dude. Um, and uh, check out our Patreon, also at thefifthtrooper.com. Um, and also, Invader League is starting uh, this week, at the end of this week. So if you have signed up for Invader League, uh, go onto the website and ready up. You have to actually go into your profile, go into Season 4, and then click the little ready up button. Uh, if you don't do that, you will be dropped from the league. So... Um, there's instructions on how to do that on Discord. I could not figure it out myself, even though I've done this before. <laughs> um, I'd have LJ walk me through it, so I'm an old man, I guess. This guy won last season's Invader League. I'd just like to point that out. Lowering well, the sure, bar a little bit, man. I'm, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that I had to have LJ walk me through how to ready up last time, too. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so if you haven't readied up, uh, go ready up. Um, there's there's more than a hundred people signed up, but uh, uh, so it'll be it's going to be a hoot, be a good time. Um, so there's no relationship between your ability to navigate a user interface and winning a tabletop games. Is what you're saying? I certainly hope not. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> um, yeah. So, League players, ready up. Uh, if you haven't signed up, you can still go sign up. Um. You know, there's a chance that uh, you'll still get in at this point. So depending uh, if LJ gets enough interest, uh, he'll actually expand the size of the tournament. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in doing it, go sign up. Uh, check out the Legion Discord for how to do that. If you're not in the Legion Discord, you should be anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. You guys got anything else for housekeeping? Yes, I have one thing. Okay. Um, so... The Yavin Base Team League is over, and we're doing a wrap-up show on Tuesday night. So if you listen to us before 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, tune in to Yavin Base Twitch channel to catch that. Uh, me and R1H4 are going to be doing a wrap-up show to kind of bookend the whole league, similar to what we did with the kickoff show. Um, tune in. We're going to discuss a lot of things, including um, who won and why and how those games went and who played what and why Round 4 was... Uh, why there were some issues there and what's going to happen with next season of the team league. And we're going to talk a little bit about invader as well. So tune in uh, twitch.tv slash Yavin base, 5 PM Pacific, 8 PM Eastern. And, uh, you know, come join us and have some fun, hang out, talk about Legion. Should be awesome. Um, 
one one note just you referenced invader league again it uh just reminder for readying up it does not lock your faction in um you can change your faction anytime until up until friday uh afternoon so um mm -hmm. if you're worried about uh readying up locking you into a faction it does not so there's no downside to doing it i think the 30th um, is when groups actually drop yeah but i think I'm, your faction locks on friday with whatever day that is the 27th yeah so um, I have no idea what faction I'm playing. I made the mistake of asking Facebook. Uh, <laughs> sure you do. You, you know what faction you're playing. You know what you're playing. No, it's, uh, I mean, I'm like 60-40. 60-40-10, I will say. <laughs> um, I know that okay. doesn't add up to 100. Uh, but you got to give 110%, you know? So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that got, this took me is a little me rolling my eyes. <laughs> I wish I could take a picture of your face right now. Um, <laughs> Print screen, bro. Control V. <laughs> All right, let's talk about. Let's hit the news. Let's hit the news. Section. Welcome to in the news. All right, so um, Clone Wars has been delayed until October. Yo. Uh, except yeah. for some people. Yeah. My, my shore troopers have been on pre-order with my clone wars box set for the last three weeks and now it's gonna be uh, i'm i'm debating canceling my order and just trying to order shore troopers separately because i'm a little bit concerned that they're just not gonna have them well you know if you order them through miniature market they'll go back in time and send them to you three weeks ago oh <laughs> so so I I ordered my Clone Wars corset through Miniature Market and uh, it's in the mail. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah. yeah, my local store owner is pissed. Yeah, and so for good reason, along with numerous others that I know of. Oh yeah, it's totally understandable. I um, so for those that haven't heard, uh, Miniature Market sent out some undetermined number of pre-orders for Clone Wars this past week. Um, obviously. It hasn't been released yet, and there's no street date. So there was, I, I don't want to speculate on what happened. You know, could have been some miscommunication between them and FFG. Uh, they could have just like blatantly ignored a whole order. Um, I do know that people that have now attempted to go and order one on Miniature Market are being told that it won't ship until October. So, whoops. Yeah. So it sounds like it was, I don't know whose mistake it was, but it was a mistake. Um, and some people are getting Clone Wars corsets early. So uh, luckily the guy that I'm swapping my my half with also ordered from Miniature Market. <laughs> so, uh, I'm set. Wait, 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 wait. So the <laughs> Yeah, dude. So yeah, get that. This guy's a lucky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Wow. Here's the thing, though. I don't even have my shorts painted yet. Um, like, I don't know. I don't even have my shorts because they're on pre-order <laughs> with my Clone Wars corset. Um, yeah, that was a mistake. Well, you know what they well, say. I didn't better get to be lucky free than good. shipping if I didn't. I like free shipping's a thing, you know. Yeah, I, I wanted a discount. Yep. You. I, <laughs> I got you. I feel you. It's like an extra fifteen dollars. Yeah, especially uh. for a big box like that. All right. Um. Anyway. I, <laughs> so, <laughs> just a, a little extra color here. Apparently, the um the delay for Clone Wars. Uh, there was some some holdup at customs somewhere in Europe, um, so that's that was the rub from some of our European bothans, um, which 
you know, people are like, well, why not just say screw the Europeans and let us have it in the U.S. and the U.K.? Um, How dare you? It doesn't. I mean, <laughs> like, there's a lot of reasons not to do that. Uh, we won't. Well, this is not a business show, but let's just say that it's perfectly reasonable to wait to ship a product until it's available everywhere, especially one like this, for a variety of reasons. So I don't know. I think think we might need to make america great again here (laughs) i mean look if you you ordered from miniature market in the united states you're getting it so (laughs) there you go there you go Um, david's got his face in his hands (laughs) love it (laughs) uh, yeah (coughs) it's only (coughs) excuse me you guys have got anything more to say about this other than you know it's a debacle not a debacle. Move along. Debacle. Move along. I don't know. I got time to paint my other stuff. I guess. That's the thing is like so. Just from my perspective personally, um, I'm probably not playing droids at least competitively until like next year sometime. So I got so much other crap to paint right now. I uh, like I'm not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm gonna get excited, be excited to get that box and start putting them together. But like, um, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, just to kind of like flip it back to like what we normally talk about. I mean, I'm not really planning on playing clones or droids in like a tournament setting with what's currently available. Like, well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm totally don't get, I'm totally going to bring them to my casual game night and throw them on the table. Yeah, um, but I, it's not like I'm waiting, you know, anxiously for like. It, I, th- I think I think droids will be better off than Republic out of the box, um, but I think uh, Rebels and Empire are both still going to be more competitive for, you know, at least the next four or five months. Yeah, they just need some more options. Yeah, I mean, at, at a minimum, we got to get that stuff we saw previewed at Gen Con. So. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I was... clones are kind of waiting for Rex to have nine activations, pretty much. You can yep. do you can do nine with uh, with Obi Wan. Oh, can um, you? Yeah, I you, mean, you got to take like no uh, no heavy weapons in a squad or two. I think. No, no. Yeah. Here, check it out. You can do. I made this list earlier today because I was thinking about. I'm like, all right, if I actually listen to Facebook, what am I gonna do? Um, you got to at least wait until R two because he's fifty points. But once. Oh, R2, all right. Well, I mean, if we're talking about R two, like it's easy. Well, I don't know about easy, but you can do you can do <laughs> Obi Wan with just force push and guidance, or I'm sorry, force push and aggressive tactics. R two. And C3PO for 50 points. Six Z6 clone clone troopers and a bark speeder with a twin laser gunner, and that's nine activations for exactly 800 points. So, um, I actually think that's a decent list. But you could you do it. You do have to wait for R2. Before that, it's going to be like really difficult for clones to actually get to nine activations. Yeah, without Rex at least. Yeah, without Rex. Um. And I mean, I, I kind of want to like when I want whenever, whenever it becomes legal, I want to actually take an eight activation clone list and run with it. Because, I will make it legal. Because mm-hmm, I still think I still think you have some fun times at eight. The struggle, of course, is that there's lists that are casually bringing eleven or twelve, and that's um. That's no good for you. Yeah, even even in a world of like more expensive snipers, uh, eleven and twelve is still achievable. So yeah, my current iteration of my rebel list runs eleven. I do think I do think nine is more palatable than it used to be, though. A lot. 
Um, anyway, just briefly to tangent, just talking about the um, the Clone Wars factions out of the box. Um, I was actually I love I love droids. I was thinking about playing about them for Invader, but because of the format of Invader League, um, you can change your list in the round robin. That's the first stage every game, and you know who your opponent's going to be in advance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's actually like specifically very bad for droids. Yeah, because it's like, you know, everybody your face, it's going to be like, oh, look, I brought all these flamers and ion weapons. What a coincidence. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, that's oh, <laughs> that's unlucky for you. Um, well, I, I brought six snow troopers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird. Um, all right. So, yeah, I uh, that's a disadvantage, certainly, to playing droids, in, at least in a round robin. I actually think they could potentially be fine for elims because they they are sort of good against a lot of things that are on meta. Like they don't they don't give a crap about suppression at all. Um, but I mean, the only thing I can think of is like if you're playing CIS versus Rebel, bring like three rocket launchers and laugh. Oh, for because, the for um, the RTs or what? Yeah, because I mean, your rocket launchers are going to just destroy them. Oh well, if they try and go flame RTs, but they could easily just do jammer tauntauns and then you're screwed. Yeah, like the only thing you have against that is Grievous, but Grievous hurts. He does, but um, you know, not having coordinate is real bad. Oh well, yeah, uh, you know, those, if those Tauntauns get in there and droids don't have face ups, they can't even withdraw. So yeah, so there's problems there. I mean, it's worth noting that uh, General Grievous is one of probably the only things in the game that can actually delete a Tauntaun unit from like full to zero with somewhat more reliability yeah i mean he throws eight or nine dice if you have tenacity so yeah i mean jedi arts is absolutely killer as well because not only do you have a um an extra attack you have suppression or suppressive on that extra attack if it's at range oh. so you've got plenty of tools there you know that card is busted it's a great card fantastic card it's, yeah it's real good um yeah. So there's a the, the ten percent I referenced earlier is is uh, CIS. Um, I might still play it if I feel like I can pass through the crucible of round robin uh, facing counter picks, but um, we'll see. I think you gotta go heavy on droid decas. Well, yeah, yeah, droid droid decas or even like the tank. Um, the tank is actually yeah, bring an the tank is actually pretty good against Tons because that uh, main weapon, that main gun, has high velocity, which means it, it doesn't care about dodge tokens. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I actually think that um, if you're playing against rebels, you probably want um, Troidekas. Yeah, for the blocking and, and for think, the suppressive. Yeah, and I think playing against Empire, you probably want the tank. It's I, Empire has like harder access to Ion. Like, yeah, I mean they gotta they gotta do snows basically. Aimed right. Deca shooting into heavy is really gross as a rebel. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Yep. Yeah. Because like even if you don't have, if you don't have a dodge token, there's still a chance you're going to lose like two dudes and then take two suppression, and you only have so many inspire points of inspire and strict orders to work with. Yeah, and you can do three droider because five v ones and grievous. That's like a thing you pretty can do, easily. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's an easy list to make with upgrades on your v ones. So. Um. I'm not going to say that I'm not tempted, but I'm slightly worried about round robin. Decas yeah. are just kind of inflexible because they're ground vehicles and they are slow, but they have wheel mode, but 
Yeah. There's wheel mode has a danger all its own when you're sub 10 activations or so. Well, and it's also at least just talking about invader league choices. It's also about variety. Like since you can change your list every time in round robin, it's sort of like a fun aspect of invader league is that you can mess around a little bit. Um, and with the new factions, you know, it's there's like two different lists you can try basically. <laughs> yep. So take a different heavy weapon. Congratulations. All right. You have a new list. Yeah. I went into I went into Tabletop Admiral the other day to build a, a Republic list. And it's like you contrast that with like the Empire and, and Rebel tabs. And there's you know, there's like six things on the list and you're like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, but I have, you know, I have faith that uh Obviously, at least based on what we've seen on previews, it's going to be pretty spicy in a few months. So, Yeah. So on the topic of other options, do we want to go into our next segment? Yeah, so we're actually just going to skip Legion 101 today and go straight into competitive slash tactics. Get ready for advanced tactics. So we have an interesting topic today. We're going to talk about something we haven't talked about in a while. That would be Tauntaun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you say Tauntauns? I believe you mean short Yeah, no, we are gonna we're gonna talk about both of them. Um, there have been some sentiments expressed recently that <clears throat> short troopers and Tauntauns are really good to the extent that if you are playing Empire and you're not bringing short troopers, or you're playing Rebels and you're not bringing Tauntauns, that you're essentially putting yourself at a disadvantage. Um, I don't necessarily agree with this view, but I'd like to hear what you guys think. Uh, I mean, I think they're two separate issues or two separate, like they're not the same. Okay. Well, let's, let's, so let's talk about, let's talk about it one at a time. Then let's talk about short troopers first. I think that short troopers, um, and generally speaking, are really good in very focused, imperialists i think that they have much less of a place and when i say focused imperialists i mean focused on them um but i think that they have much less of a place in lists that are trying to run operatives and i and i think that to some extent you know the imperial faction has had operatives that are more widely played so i think if you're if you're trying to play bosk Boba or Operative Vader, I think that you probably want to. Operative Vader is a little bit of a special case because he's got can use original Vader's command cards, but it, specifically if you're playing Boba or Bosk, I think Stormtroopers are generally probably better. Especially, and if you're playing Double Bounty, you definitely shouldn't take Short Troopers. I shouldn't say definitely shouldn't, but like most of the time, you shouldn't take Short Troopers. Short Troopers are only better if they're getting the free aim tokens and they're getting the free surge tokens. They're not, they're not, they're just overpriced stormtroopers. If you're not, not getting those things. Right. I was going to kind of chime in and say like, this is predicated on the notion that like the best short trooper is the aggressive tactics relay chaining short trooper. Yeah. Right. And so any, anything that really, if we're talking about what is to be played at the competitive level, then any deviation from running the best version of a unit is something that needs to be questioned and looked yeah. at. I mean, like I can maybe see um, a one-off short troopers in some of those lists, 
specifically just to get a mortar in there to because it's like 20 points or it's 18 16 points cheaper points than cheaper two DLTs. 16 yeah. yeah yeah so um but that's really the only way i can can see that kind of being a great thing like short if you haven't played short troopers without giving them free aim tokens try it let me know how you feel about it it doesn't feel good um it's just kind of they just all of a sudden it's like an 82 point unit that dies just as fast as stormtroopers so i do think that um i do think that they're decent without aggressive tactics uh i also think that there are so i've been messing around with ways to get them orders and aim tokens on every turn even when you're running a bounty hunter and specifically bask because it's cheap enough to make this trick work um so you, you don't want to do aggressive tactics because that's two or three turns that it's not going to be procking even if they have orders. Um, yep. But if you run, there are two ways you can do this with Bosk. The first is um, to do a, uh, a comms tech with an uplink on one of your shores and then do the relay on the mortars yep. and bounce it. Um, and if you do that, you probably want to run with Veers so you get the free recover with Discipline. Um, the other way to do it is to do it with Krennic and Death Troopers and um, put a relay on the Death Troopers, and then you can bounce Krennic's Entourage order from the Death Troopers to your Short Trooper chain. And you do that even on your boss turns. So um, you're not getting aggressive, you know, the Surge tokens from Aggressive Tactics, but you are getting free aim tokens every single turn. Um, and you can actually, it's kind of surprising, you know, since we did note that the Short Trooper Mortar combination when you throw the T21 in there is 16 points cheaper than two DLTs. You can actually fit like a fair bit in that Bosk, Krennic, Death Trooper, Short Trooper list. Um, you can get up to 10 activations, even with the sniper uh, points increases. Um, so I think I think that build is is um, is decent. I'm probably going to try and mess around with that a little bit. But yeah, generally I agree with you that if, like, if you want to really maximize your Short Troopers, you need to probably just run one commander with aggressive tactics and then do the relay bounce so that they're getting aims and searches every turn. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I do think that there's merit to the Krennic Entourage comms relay, but um, I feel a little bit wonky running a list with Death Troopers in it where I don't have perfect activation control over my Death Troopers or reliable activation control over them. Um, just generally. Yeah. What's um, your threshold I, for reliable before we go too much further? Um... Like in in the list that I was running before, uh, it was like I could pull a spec ops like seventy five percent of the time if I put my spec ops into the bag at all. You know, I mean, gotcha. it's it's not it's not foolproof, but, um, but I, you're looking at higher than higher than fifty, say. To yeah, get I, a I think if, out of the bag. If, if you're anything less than like fifty percent on your one hundred and twenty point unit or whatever. Um, right. I, th- I think you're just in a in a weird spot. Um, but there, there's also the thing, and Kyle, we talked about this a little bit earlier today. Um, I think shores are pretty bad without medics. Um, yeah. I, I think I think I think you need at least two generally, whether they're in the in the shore trooper unit squads or they're in supporting stormtrooper units. Um, 
I think you you really want the medics, you, and I think you need to bring two. It's just specifically if you're running the aggressive tactics build, um, there those shores are just so much so va- such a valuable part of your army. You really can't afford to be giving up models. And the fact of the matter is that when you're giving up uh, like a shore when when it dies to a sniper or whatever, um, it's so much more of your potential damage output every time one dies compared to like a stormtrooper unit um it's it's kind of similar to the uh it's less similar i guess to rebels in that like every time you lose a rebel trooper in a rebel unit you lose a a black die as opposed to a white you know um clearly the z6 just throws a ton of dice so it's not that well so so does the t21 though it does but you know um but generally you're right and that like every time you lose a short trooper it's painful yeah, I mean, you're losing five-eighths of a hit, essentially, every time there's a short right. trooper. Um, assuming you're running aggressive tactics. Well, even the T21, you got critical one. So, you know, the, the first yeah. surge in that yeah. pool you roll is converting to. So. For sure. Uh, once you toss a surge token in there, it's much closer to surge to hit, though, which is which is pretty yeah. big. <laughs> there was just, this is a quick tangent, I played a practice game against Stevens a week or two ago. Um, and I had a roll with short troopers where I rolled six surges and no hits. Oof. And I was like, feels bad, yeah, man. It's like, all right, I, I get to convert two of these, I guess. <laughs> Wish I was a storm trooper. Yeah, right. I mean, you know. the good news there is that, uh, you still pushed one through cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> On the bright side. The, yeah. The storms couldn't really yeah. do that. No, but of course if they just had I had, I had other rolls that game too, where I just rolled out like eight hits because they're short troopers. So. Right. Yeah, I mean they're just they're monsters, and you know mm-hmm. I know that we've talked about this like, in a couple other episodes, but you know you get two aim tokens on short troopers, they turn into death troopers very quickly, offensively, yep. um, and you know I I also you know I don't know have we talked about putting scopes on shores on cast yet? Oh, uh, we did last week on our two I, and a half long episode, two and a half hour long episode. <laughs> There you go. Again, viewers, I didn't listen. <laughs> well, let's just, let's just, we'll bring it up again because that's, I actually just played a game today where it was like, man, if these shores had scopes, I'd feel a lot more pressure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I think that um, scopes is, is an interesting upgrade generally. I think that even with the points reduction, most units still don't want it. But shores sure as heck do. Uh, right right it's the it, it's the same like dt thing right because dts have yeah. precise baked in and they also have ready yeah same deal right the shores have target which is even better than ready oh yeah so they want to get precise it's it's so good you know um it's definitely you know i originally you know people were like when the game first came out they're like we're gonna run scopes on our stormtroopers and we're gonna reroll four dice and um clearly they were too expensive for that to pan out but when we're talking about what they were six six yeah 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 that's huge um and now they're four you know i mean a couple things first of all four is a lot less than six when we're talking about upgrades second of all when you're talking about an 82 point unit 84 the four four points is like a lot less on it than upgrading the 68 point unit as far as like percent of the unit's cost going Mm -hmm. up um, right. So, right. One other, sorry, one other bullet point here we should add also is that before shore troopers, aims were a sometime thing, even with veers. Yeah. 
now with with relay chain aims are on all aims are always on so your scopes are always on as long as you've got the face up going which you will because you're going to have a plethora of extra quote extra orders from the short troopers it's, it's there's just so much value it scopes just adds to the value train um yep. But I guess to turn a, I guess, somewhat longer conversation into answering your question, um, <laughs> I think that, uh, I mean, Shores are, shores are going to dominate the meta to some degree. They're, they're not a replacement for Stormtroopers. I think we're going to talk a little bit later about, in our exploration section, about the numbers in which you want to take short troopers in your list. Um, it's definitely not always three. Um, I, think it's, I think it's actually rarely three. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, I what I would really, I kind of want to see somebody try to like do like more than three. Um, I know people have been talking but, about four shores and two mortars. Um, I I just can't get behind that. That's too much points in <laughs> <laughs> in things that are not more durable than storms. Um, but I can see it. I guess I don't know. I but, mean, but they're more durable are... if you've got search tokens and you got medics. Yeah. I, uh... I, I'm I I can't get behind it either. I think they're too expensive. They're it brings down your activation count and they're a little bit too pricey. They look fake. They're fake clones, basically. Yeah, that's kind of what they yeah, feel yes. like. They're fake clones. Um, we want to talk about the other side of the coin here, though, in that you said that on the rebel side of the meta, people felt like tauntauns were the end all be all. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> Tauntauns are kind of the new three of for rebels, right? People are like, you know, talking about how every rebel list starts with three Tauntauns. I don't agree with that. First of all, I think the less, you know, you can do one or two and it's still useful. Um, three is a skew, right? Like we're talking about like flame RT level. Um, you know, yeah. I personally don't like being pigeonholed into a particular strategy. If you're running a list with three Tauntauns, there's, there's one way to play that list. Yeah. Well, can we can we talk about that okay. for a second? Because I'm not sure I agree with that sentiment. I, I I agree that three is too much. I don't agree that three is a skew. Okay, go on. Um, and let me explain my reasoning here. So, all of the skew lists that we've seen so far do something very specific. Um, we've got flamer RTs. We've got armor. We have um like speeder bikes. Um, all, all of those things, those units do very specific things. Um, I know that right now people are like, I'm going to run three Tauntauns and I'm going to run over your army. But but that's because they don't know how to play Tauntauns yet, to some extent. That, that's because people have not unlocked the full potential of that unit. Um, and I think that once people start doing that, they're going to realize, oh, three Tauntauns are like super versatile. Yeah, they can do a lot of different things besides just run over your opponent's it, dudes. Yeah, and and I guess this is where I, I I would like to combat your argument that this is a skew and that, yeah, maybe they're not so great on some of the objectives, but overall, they're one of the most versatile units in the game. Yeah. I just... The, I just don't... I, sorry, I, yeah, I just, when I put them on the table, I just don't feel like I have as much flexibility as with like the more traditional sort of combined arm style build. when you put three on as opposed to other builds is that what we're saying well i mean for me just any tauntauns um really yeah, even a two yeah i mean maybe they just don't fit my play style um 
but they don't. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, you're well. Okay, so if we if we say, I mean, the joke right is soulless but effective. If Kyle has a play style, which he does, yeah. Um, you know, is the is you know you have a centerpiece and you have the large gun line who is very efficient and you play defensively and you know try to create a defensive advantage situation. Yep. Right. If, yep. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I'll cop to that. Uh, I, I think you can still. I think you can still do it, but I don't think you can do it with three. Yeah, um, I I agree with that completely. You yeah. want like one or two, three tauntauns are like three super harassers, or three three units that are like. I mean, you do have to be aggressive with them. Yeah. Yeah, you have to make your opponent shoot them. Frankly, yeah, because you've taken three, and you. I mean, if you want to bring snipers and three your gun line starts to look very thin. Um, if you don't bring snipers, you don't have pierce, you don't have range five weaponry. Um, that's been my struggle so far. I think I'm settling on two. The more I play it, I'm on the verge of my fifth game with trips and I'm encountering what Kyle's encountering is that trips are forcing me to get value out of the trips. And if the trips don't hit a home run, you have no depth, but I'm starting to think that, if you drop one of those tauntauns, which is, you know, a jammer tauntaun with the tenacity is 99, two sniper teams are 96. So, you know, there's that bushel thing coming back again. Um, <laughs> so if you drop one and sub, sub in a couple of snipers, suddenly your list like opens up because now you've got, you know, you can still run your six core Leia two sniper gun line and then just cap it with a couple of tauntauns to be, you know, melee capable and also just bullies that your opponent must respect because if he doesn't, they will destroy him. <laughs> so there's there's that. I think that's kind of what I would tend toward. Yeah, I might have to mess around with that a little bit. Um, I, I definitely like that better than than three. Um, but just for me personally, I, I think they don't fit what I generally do. Um, mm-hmm. that's... You, need, you need hot white dice too. <laughs> it always helps. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that if you were to take one tauntaun unit and play them like you play wookies you would be very happy with what you ended up with. yeah i could see that um like they hit so much harder yeah and they're in melee yeah yeah like if you just use them to plug a hole like oh like that's that charge hurts a lot yeah i might have to mess around with that a little bit um uh, what do you what do you guys think about no tauntaun builds right now as rebels? And if so, how are you doing it? Uh, they're suspect. <laughs> That's my short answer. Well, I'd like to rephrase that question. And let's let's sure. so since it's since we're talking um, essentially you know both for Invader League but also for the next month or two, let's include Jedi Luke in this conversation as something that is possible. Ah. Sure. No, that's the that's the rub. Um, I I actually think the the real question is what do we think of rebel units without support units? Um, I mm. I think all the rebel support units with the points decrease or points rebalance, whatever you want to call it, are extremely viable. Yeah, I mean rotaries are great yeah. now. You know, seventy five point rotaries Rot- are amazing. Yeah, rotaries are great. The FD turret is is better than it was and i think has some some real play to it now like i could see taking yep, one agreed just just to like cover a really really good fire lane yeah just um, as an anchor yeah. yeah 
you know, one FD, two, two Tauntauns, I think is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Um, one FD just sits next to the intercept point and bombs in the middle, yeah. you know, on major or something or long march. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I think there hasn't been enough of a discussion. I'm sure you guys talked about it last week and I didn't listen to it, but ATRT has got a lot better. And I also think, you know, we want to talk a little bit about how to handle Tauntauns. As far as Rebels go, ATRTs are big ticket, I think. Yeah, Rotaries are great just because A, they can physically block the Tauntauns, but B, you know, with Surge Crit and five Black Dice, they actually do pretty good damage to them. Yeah. Barrage FD is also a good yep. tool. Because it's one of the few, if only, suppressive weapons that Rebels have. And it's suppressive weapons suck if you're a Tauntaun player. You want two actions if you can get them. And losing an action is really painful as a Tauntaun player. So I've been kicking around just lists with Jedi Luke that are kind of like old school Wonder Twins style lists with Jedi Luke and either a Rebel Officer or Leia and then a bunch of core and either snipers or some kind of support choice. Um. I guess, I guess my question there, and maybe it's an open question right now, because if you're a rebel player and you plan on facing other rebel players, one of the things you, one of the questions you need to answer is, can this list deal with three tauntauns? Um, and I, I think it's possible that Jedi Luke can almost do that by himself, particularly with serve your master well. Uh... I mean, uh, don't get me wrong; it'd be not, like if you want to throw in some rotaries or something that's going to make it even better. Um, but uh, I think that it, it's possible that he can answer that question sort of in a way that's at least um, like you, you don't feel like you have to take Tauntauns if you're running Jedi League. I guess my counter question to that is uh, what, if, what if your opponent doesn't just like charge your lines with the Tauntauns? Uh, what if they harass you with the Tauntauns? Yeah, I mean, uh, harassing Tauntauns seemed a lot harder to deal with, a lot harder for Luke to deal with than just, like, get-in-your-face Tauntauns. And this is kind of going back to why where I was talking about, like, a lot of people, I think, don't know how to play Tauntauns other than to just throw them at their opponent right now. Um, because I, I, think, I think they get a lot harder to deal with if, you know, your opponent is, you know, moving out, shooting you, and then, like, retreating. Yeah, and that's what I noticed at Nova. You know, obviously I ended up playing Palpatine at Nova. And I faced, of my six games, I faced Tauntauns four times. And every time they just kind of rushed them at me. And I was like, all right, thanks yeah. for the free points. <laughs> um, yep, now you're 300 points down and I'm, right. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> now, now fall on my sword or now you'll yeah, die. Yeah, well, there were a couple <laughs> games where I didn't even have to use an you will die. Like, you know, my opponent conceded before I'd even played that card. Um, that's hilarious because <laughs> he just didn't do any damage to well, you right? he just lost yeah, all his like it's, for you nothing know, stormtroopers obviously have red saves which helps a little bit against a tauntaun charge but it would be super common for like a tauntaun to rush in there run over a unit or two hit a stormtrooper unit kill like two to three stormtroopers and then get deleted by RG um, and yeah. essentially you just traded a, you know, a 90 plus point unit of tauntauns for three stormtroopers and it's like alright <laughs> Yeah, two, two suppression and three stars yeah. yeah lovely um, so that <laughs> that happened kind of a lot um and I, I think you're right mike i think once people 
maybe start uh, <laughs> utilizing other aspects of the Tauntauns kit. Maybe that maybe that equation changes a little bit. But I guess so. Yep. so let's suppose that happens. Are there are there rebel lists? So it, it sounds like the short answer is is yes. If you're throwing FDs or rotaries in there, but are there rebel lists that don't include Tauntauns that are also competitive? I think the Jedi Luke is the answer because I think Jedi Luke with his extra damage is really the useful thing to do. And also, of course, some serve your master, like you mentioned, like the turn that you play serve your master and they're going to play no time. You're kind of going to laugh because unless they've really calculated their range and been very careful, Luke can like snap one up immediately and then like force the other one to get suppressed by mind trick and like, I'm presuming this is presuming you can relentless off the move you do with um serve your master because you're performing the move, therefore you're relentlessing, right? Yeah. And so, I think that's at least I think that's I think that's works. what we're gonna yeah. um ultimately yeah, so we gotta talk to at some point we'll talk next week probably about um like invader rulings, but we're gonna end up sorting out uh we being, you know, the judges group for invader uh, right. how to treat I'm, things. I'm yeah. speculating on spoiled content right. with no rules yeah. currently. Um, we'll, we'll have a we'll have some answers but, for that, um, right? Do I because I'm performing the move? Does that mean I get to perform relentless? I, I think the short answer is, prob- that's, is that's probably. That's the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like you can, I can tell this is a scenario where you like right angle the tauntaun with repo, force him to walk backward towards his own lines, and then then relentless the other unit of tauntauns for three for three to four hits with the dodge tokens, you know, with less dodges well, than Well, you can even, you know, use them to ram each other and get in their way, right? Like, Yeah, you can block yeah. them. So now you have, like, a turned-around Tauntaun directly facing his other Tauntaun, right. and now they're, like, jamming each other, and they can't actually Yeah, that's around. the ideal setup. You do that after a ram, basically, so, when you take two of them out of, out of the turn. But, so it, it's going to make life really, really hard for the masked Tauntauns. But that's if, that's if you're well, they're rushing at your lines, right? Yeah, which they shouldn't do anyway. I mean, we don't even really need to talk about Jedi Luke for this to be a thing. I mean, this is this is something that normal Luke. Can well, do. right. Uh, and when I say let's assume Jedi Luke is out, um, I, that also means let's assume that normal Luke has access to Jedi Luke's cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to be yep, clear there. Yep. Uh, you know, I because I mean Jedi Luke is fairly cost prohibitive. Um, yeah, he's. I'm just ready 220 for 220 <laughs> plus points, basically. Yeah. I mean, I I just like I think that taking Luke with I mean, my 10 activation uh Luke Tauntaun list, I actually uh I think is pretty well set up in the meta right now. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I agree. So, I mean, I think what an interesting conversation to have is, you know, I don't think there are hard counters to Shores and Tauntauns. I think they're just good. Um, I think there are soft counters, but I don't think anything immediately shuts them down. No, I agree. Um, I do think that, um, so if we talk first about Shores again, I think snipers are still a good unit against them. Um, can confirm. Yeah. That's why you bring the medics. It is, um, but you know it's still like sure you're bringing medics, but most shore lists I've seen are essentially dropping their own snipers. Um, and if you've got if you're a rebel player and you've got two or even three snipers that are just kind of plinking away unopposed all game, 
even with medics, that's going to add up when you're shooting at shores. Um, and if you can if you can hit some back to back sniper shots to take out a mortar occasionally, which is a very realistic expectation. Um, if you take out those mortars, you know that's going to disrupt that relay chain, so that helps too. I'm going to add one caveat as well, and maybe this is my own fault for deploying poorly, but in my games with the new sniper changes, I found there will be at least one turn where you have to double move to reposition yourself for a new shot because eventually everything that you've you know planned to kill will be dead. <laughs> so. Oh, that's a that's a yeah, right? to have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so, just saying but I'm saying like the snipers don't get to lay waste every single yeah, yeah. turn. They yeah. are gonna have to move. I mean I think the the thing about shoreless, at least the shoreless that I've been playing, is that it oversaturates sniper targets. And that yeah, okay, shoot my short troopers. That means you're not shooting my death troopers. Yeah, I mean, you're taking whatever shots you can get in the open for the most efficient wounds possible, essentially. Yeah, I just like, right. you know, the, and, the, and the medics just are like, oh, cool, you did you did a thing. I'm going to undo the thing. Yeah, and but, you know, it's important in a... Especially if... So it's important whenever you're facing medics, whether those are shore medics or any other kind of medic, is to burn those medic charges. Like, you got to do it sometime. Yep. Um, yeah, 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 totally. And inf and um, range five sharpshooter pierce, even for forty eight points instead of forty four, is still one of the most efficient ways to burn those medic charges if you're facing a short trooper list. Shoot the mortar is. and make him choose. Shoot the well, mortar, I mean, you're it. shooting. Realistically, you're shooting whatever, you know, light down to none or open shots you can get. Um, and you should be able to get some if you're playing on a board that is decent and doesn't just have 100% heavy cover. Um, because, you know, in a when you're facing a list like that, you know, like we just said, you want to do the most efficient wounds that you can wherever you can. And a sniper, a sniper right. shot into, you know, light down to none or no cover is literally twice as efficient as a sniper shot into heavy cover. So, Correct. So you really yep. do want to make sure you get the yep. right angles. Which is um, still very doable with range five. Extremely yeah, doable. It's doable, but your snipers are likely to die. Well, you just you have to be careful to um, basically make sure that you're still screening them with your gun line. Like don't 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 yeah. stick them out on a flank by themselves or like you, you want to be in a position where if your opponent moves up a shore trooper or a death trooper to take a range four shot at your snipers, that they're gonna take a range three shot from your z6s or whatever else you have you know on your main line yeah. here's my suggestion bait with snipers because if they don't shoot your snipers they're not shooting your tauntauns well it depends on what you're running but <laughs> yeah you know the what point I mean, is though. the point is like if if you know you're facing a short trooper list and they're taking a range four shot at your snipers you want that to be essentially like they could they're either exposing themselves to do that or they they're taking they could be shooting something more important if if you can if you can set up that yeah. situation, I think you're still getting value out of them. And make sure you're still yeah, make sure you're sure. still corner peeking with your snipers, <laughs> just because this is this yeah. is all a lot harder to do now. I'm gonna be honest, like it is, it is like fitting into a range four to five range band range band. Like you literally have to be in the range four band essentially. Um, 
Uh, no, you're like, right. It is. It's like I said last week. Snipers it, are nerfed. Like, Don't play them. Like, well, I mean, I'm not. I think snipers are still pretty good, and I think that people <laughs> are overestimating how much these points changes are going to do. But I mean, like, quarter peaking was really good because it didn't. The range didn't matter, you know. Um, now that we're talking about range being a thing, like corner peaking is a lot less. It's harder. In a lot yeah, of it's situations. harder. No question. Yeah, it's much um, harder. Which which is good. It should be there. Should be a high. It's sniper should be a high skill cap unit. Um, yeah, you I know. Just, I think we've answered the question though. The premise of the the premise of the segment, which is our shores and tauntauns restricting list building, and literally the conversation is centered around how am I going to implement my shores and tauntauns? So, yeah, vis a vis my so, guys. So the yeah, answer is I, I think, I think yes. you're right. I think the short answer is yes, but I don't think they're restricting it in a way that like if you don't take them, you're there's not viable options available to you. Right, and especially with operative Luke and operative Vader in the pipe. Um, I think yes. Um, I think that they might be slightly less viable options. I think there's a reason people are taking these units. Well, um, so we referenced earlier, particularly with shores. If you're running certain builds, that you probably should just be taking storms. Do you, do we want to move on to how many shores and how many? We can also talk about how many vets to take. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So totally. let's hit our let's hit our exploration section. Let's go exploring with notorious scoundrels. So let's talk about if you're taking. Let's talk about it one at a time. If you're taking vets and or mk2s and or rebel troopers and or fleet troopers in some combination what combination is that and why i'm gonna let you guys answer this question um i see the answer that you've typed in our show notes i sort of disagree with it <laughs> but looking at I'd the like, answer i'd like i'd like to hear your explanation okay right. uh shall i Please. shall i go <laughs> okay so I'm a big believer in the ComTech veteran. Um, I think the ComTech veteran is just absolutely sick um, for a variety can, of reasons. Can we define that a little bit more specifically? Okay. Is that a ComTech veteran without a heavy weapon or with? With, because you need because because here's here's how I see veterans fitting into Rebel list building right now. They are semi slash pseudo reliable anti vehicle. They spawn an extra order with coordinate. They already have the dodge action, so they have an action free to recover their uplink if they are standing still and shooting anyway. Um, they also are a unit that has surge to hit. They are a unit that is in the 80-ish point range, which is something that is usually available to you in your rebel list building if you're playing the I'm always taking six core and I'm probably going to take a couple of snipers kind of thought process with building. Um, I think that the tension between taking one and two exists because there's, I'm still in the school that Z sixes are good. There's a wave of rebel thinking that's existed, or sorry, a current of rebel thinking that's existed that says Z sixes are not good because they're unreliable. Blasphemy. Um, I just don't know what you'd re what you'd replace them with at this point because nothing is as good right now as the masked crit machines with nimble seems good to me. Um, 
So I think four is the critical mass, and there being only six core units available to take, uh, I really do think that the one vet, one emplacement, four Z6 combo is, I mean, it's just really working for me. Um, my biggest my biggest reason now is that you can put a relay on the Mark II as well. And that relay on the Mark II is super fancy because there's going to be those one pip turns with Leia specifically with it, uh, like to run, you know, coordinated bombardment. And this lets you have two one pips on a Tauntaun because your uplink generates an order off the relay that is relayed to the Tauntaun. So now you can play a coordinated bombardment and have access to a Tauntaun at one pip on that turn. So that solves the problem in the layout of Tauntaun. It builds. also, if you want to, lets you fire support a bombardment or something else with a one pip. Correct. Or hell, even a Tauntaun shot because Tauntauns are sharpshooter one. So you can tag, you know, four black on the back of four red with sharpshooter one if you really wanted to. Um, there's lots of great things you can fire support. I had a chance to fire support Leia, you know, with four blacks. So that would have been a seven black crit surge attack, which would have, I mean, critical two would have been wasted, but it was still like amazing because it's got sharpshooter two with Pierce. Um, anyway, my, my point is I really think that it's a one of, and especially because the, the emplacement's only in range three. And I think if you slot two veterans in, uh, so now two veterans implies two emplacements, I feel. Um, so now you've only got two, two slots left. And I do think a skew exists where you can put two fleets in and then bid for limited and just kind of, you know, have fun with generating a ton of orders and getting, you know, using relays on the Mark twos to put face up order tokens in the fleets for strict orders. Right. So that skew exists, but, um, you know, to, to summarize this rant I'm going on, um, I really think that you're sacrificing a little too much of the benefits of the Z6 to go less than four. And I think the one-off is going to fill, fill out your, it's going to help your core units, not just be all a bunch of courage, one, nothing special kind of dudes. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's that, it's that slight quality bump. The rebels need to be good. Not to say the 6Z isn't good. I just don't like 6Z because it's really boring. <laughs> Anyway, so I think it depends. That's a lot to unpack. Maybe we should just burn the whole suitcase <laughs> instead. <laughs> I've not heard that one. Yeah, I haven't either. That's, uh, that's a good one. Uh, uh, yeah. I I sort of agree with you. I think it's I think it's uh you know one vet one MK two and then fill out with with rebel troopers, um or just all rebel troopers, um. And I think you only want to do one vet, one MK2 if you have a setup where you can give orders to the vet. Um, personally, like if, if I'm running, for example, a Jedi Luke centered list, I actually don't think that I want the vet and the MK2 unless I can also uplink it. Um, because, you know, if you're running Luke as, as your only character, like say you're running Jedi Luke with a Rebel Officer or you're running Solo Commander Luke. Um, that's only two turns where you're you're actually able to get an order from Luke's card to the vets, and if they don't have an order, you know you're not getting fire support on the MK2, and you're not getting the benefit of defend. And I'd much rather just have two Z6s there, um, because unlike right. the mortar, which A has red saves, B 
has range four and C doesn't need to have a face up because it's perfectly good firing without fire support. The, the, and D benefits from aggressive right, tactics. The, the MK2 needs to be fire supporting to return its value, but also is, you know, has a weaker save and only has range three. So it's much more vulnerable to you losing that activation than a mortar is. Um, and it needs a face up order. So it's, you know, it's, it's less flexible is, is sort of the short answer there. I don't think that means it's bad. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, you know, if you can fit one in, like it's an awesome fire support platform for a Z6, you're talking about turning a Z6 pool into eight blacks, six whites with critical two. Um, yeah, that's, that's a that's really a very good strong shot. Pool. Now that said, those fire support shots, since they're range three, like you might need no time for sorrows to set that up. Um, your opponent is unlikely to wander into range three of a MK2. <laughs> Right. That's that's also the beauty of uplink as well, because if you were targeting no time for sorrows on both sets of Tauntauns, now you can get use the uplink to grab the Mark II and the veterans yeah. as well. So I'm with you, David. I think it's one or nothing for the for the vets. Yeah, I th I think it is one or nothing. I mean I I've, I need to try the two of because and I need to try it on a physical table so somebody needs to lend me their veterans because I really don't want to buy a second box. Sorry, FFG. Um but uh, you know, I, I think that I think that two of I think you're sacrificing a little too much meat because the second the second one also implies you're taking less than five wounds in one of your core slots. You're not taking three. What about again. you, Mike? I think the correct answer is zero. <clears throat> okay. Um, I think the Mark II is really bad. And that's pretty much how I feel. See at LVO. I so <laughs> so I just like it is the most deletable unit in the game. Yep. Yes, that's true. Um, and and I I think it's a liability, is what I think it is. Um, it needs to be close to do anything, and even if you get the fire support shot in, it's immediately going to die. Or it should. If 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 it doesn't, your opponent done done screwed up. Um, because it should just immediately die. There's no reason for it to, to be able to sit out there with three white saves and survive. Um, but uh, but Mike, guess what? Guess what's 95 points now? Chewbacca. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I haven't toyed around with that. I think, um, in my mind, that's kind of like throwing bad points after more bad points. Um. Ouch, Chewbacca! Chewbacca will remember this. I'm sure you will. I mean, I think Chewbacca <laughs> is more more playable than it used to be, um, but I but I don't think he fixes the problem. If you ever go um, to Disneyland, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them you said this. I'm going to Disneyland very shortly. <laughs> um, but I'm going to call ahead. I uh, you know I I just I don't think that's the role you want Chewbacca in. Um, I think Guardian with Chewbacca. Specifically on units like that is kind of a trap. Yeah, you want to if you're doing that build, you want to use it on yeah, the best instead of the MK2. Anyway, yeah, that's also true. You know, you any anyway. I mean, like, yeah, you want to be protecting like snipers or like meaningful units. I just the Mark II. Don't get me wrong. Oh my god, the Mark II. <laughs> his feelings are so hurt right now. How dare I, you? It, they should be, and I'm sorry for the Mark II, but it's just it is. Over, uh, yeah, it's I don't know. Oh man, he's he's shoving sure. the Mark II up against his camera right now. Um, yeah, it's very angry with you. He's I'm, unhappy you said those things. You know, I I can see people taking one ofs. I get it. Um, 
I think that the only reason to take a Mark II is so that you can like relay orders to things that normally don't get them on one pip turns. I don't think it's good awesome. for much anything else. Um, in, I, I, I mean, I think specifically it's good with Han. Um, and sorry about the mess shenanigans. Yeah, you can relay a zero um, pip to Luke if you're running flyboys. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean that's Ooh, that's I see. that's where I see the value in the Mark II. If there is value to be had, that's where it is in in my mind. Um, so I don't know. People don't always shoot the Mark II though. I think know? I think yeah, they're wrong. They should be. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. like, like I just you know being able to it's it's so easy to delete. You know, you you really only have to put four hits into that thing for it to to die generally yeah you know um it on, on average give or take it's just that's that's really not that hard to do in a world full of short troopers it's almost it's almost it's almost and like a, it's tauntons. almost like a waste of time to shoot it with a short trooper it's, it's i mean it's, to it's, some it's extent not. it's it's never a waste of time to delete an activation that's always important and useful uh yeah you know i mean it's just talking bad about my mark two. It's it's an interesting conversation, I think, though, because like if you don't shoot it, it's almost like the activation deleted itself because they're fire supporting anyways. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's just generally how I feel about it. Like even even if you don't kill it, it's still bad. I mean, I don't you don't want it sitting there fire supporting <laughs> every turn. That's gonna that's gonna come back to bite you if you let it do that. Yeah, 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 I mean, I just, I'm just, you know, um, you guys, hot, hot taking it up here, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think generally speaking, you, I will probably continue taking zero unless I'm playing Han, in which case I will maybe take one, and I probably won't even take vets with a heavy weapon because I'm just looking to like do some combo shenanigans. Um, and that's Whatever that. the rebel equivalent in this instance of you don't know the power of the dark side would be. <laughs> appropriate here i I will say i agree with you in in that uh i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's crap but i think that it i I find it restrictive in terms of flexibility um for slightly more points i find two c6s to be significantly more versatile than the vet mark two combination um just as just as far as being able to respond Uh, to what's happening on the table is concerned that's 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 yeah. that's the main I mean, problem that I don't get me wrong. Have fun shooting at ATS too. Right there, there are situations where the Mark II is going to be good. I'm I'm not saying that those are not going to crop up. I just think that like seventy percent of the time, it's just not what you want to be doing. Moving, moving, and shooting is very important for units that are range three, and I get that you can no time for sorrows once, but you can't even shoot and scoot. I, yeah, with this thing. so I don't think that I would consider taking it in a list without Leia. Personally, I think it needs the no time for Saros. Yeah, I think. Position. Yeah, I think it, it's definitely a Leia centered unit. So what you're saying is no time for Saros is good, not the Mark II. Is what you guys <laughs> just said to me. Uh, uh, like like Tauntauns, Leia's two pip polishes many a turn. <laughs> Like oh, like that's that's going in the hot takes drop right <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, similarly though, like that's why that's the card that that's the command card that makes boots playable in some 
some yeah. degrees, you know. No Time for Sorrows is able to set up those short range band units. <laughs> Makes Fleets playable. <laughs> ah! I mean, I, I think Fleets pretty bad. I'm sorry. I, uh, oh my gosh. Wow. Only the hottest takes. That's not a hot take. Uh, all right. It's, it's not. Fleets are, let's, fleets let's are move great. To, They're the most offensively efficient unit they in the are. game. Let's move on to Short Troopers, <laughs> which is the second most offensively efficient unit in the game. Yikes. <laughs> you really um, is that real is that an actual they statistic? are the they are certainly <laughs> the most offensively efficient range three unit Man. in the game um, boom particularly when you give them aim tokens and search tokens uh anyway and yes that is a real statistic um if you exclude flamers mm-hmm. um True. but if you're talking about them in the same conversation as fleet troopers you know you're in a good spot uh <laughs> <laughs> so how many short troopers are you taking and why <laughs> yeah uh, I think it is a variable that is X and it really depends on what you're doing you know I've taken lists with three short troopers three mortars I've taken lists with zero short troopers zero mortars and pretty much everything in between um I don't think that there's really a wrong answer to Two this. With relay. As long as you're mindful of what else goes in the list. Um, I mean, I think that, like, generically speaking, if we're talking about your average list, two that's, with relay that's, that's... is probably fine. Um, it's worth noting that that takes a lot of wounds off the table. Well, yeah, um, right. So there's an important, there's a couple important stats here. The, the two of them are. Uh, sort of counter to each other. The first one we already mentioned, which is that the shore mortar combination um, costs 16 points less than two DLT storms. Um, but it's also uh, two wounds less than two DLT storms. So that, it, But it almost makes it back in the points that you get back for the medic that you're going to put on the table. Uh, right. Yeah, I just, I've, I've, so I've tried, I've tried triple shores. And I've tried two shores, and I've tried one shore. Um, and for me, triple shores is just um, not enough have, meat. Have you tried triple shores with double TTs? It's really just five busted gore units backed up by mortars. <laughs> uh, no, I have not. Try it. Let me know how you feel about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... I, I've seen it in action. It's it's dirty. Um, talking yeah, about to do dirty. Th- um, don't go don't get me don't get me wrong. I think that I think that it's totally doable. I just I like so I've sort of landed on in most of my builds um, in the in the triple double as it's come to be called. But that's two shores, two mortars, and um, two storms. Um, and then I put the medics on the storms, and I th- that's the most flexible combination that I've found in my experience yeah i think that that's plenty flexible i i do think that um uh snow troopers are going to have a place in this conversation whenever the clone wars gets released um but until then it's probably your your standard bill should be probably two two and two and then you flex from there yep i agree i do think snows are pretty good though as you said Particularly against droids. Yeah, I mean, I think, oh, yeah, one of snowtrooper unit with impact grenades is like 
becomes the all rounder it was meant to be. Um, yep. Become the all rounder you were born to be. I mean, it's probably the 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 best unit in the game for just like being able to do several different things hyper efficiently. Yeah, it's yeah. A, right. It's only limitation is its movement, right? Yeah. Um, for sure. Not anymore. Because <laughs> now we got, you know, we got medics with new ways to motivate them. We've got pulling the strings and we've got, you know, compel. We've got all kinds it's, of It's worth noting. It just gets around all those. Yeah, I mean, it's worth noting that we haven't seen a ton of snowtroopers in the era of Krennic, if you will. Um, and with Krennic, they don't really care about suppression. Yeah. I agree. I think the reason. I think the reason for yeah. that though is that Krennic lends himself, at least presently, um, you know, especially if you're doing the Death Trooper relay thing, like you're gonna just be filling those spots with shores anyway. Probably. Um, I agree to some extent, though. I I can see a one-off snow trooper, like instead of a storm in those lists. Yeah. With either, I, I mean, I, I could see the ion gun in that list, frankly. Yeah, like, I think, I think, I think of all the. So we discussed this last week, but I think of all the, you know, the, the sort of core four exhaust weapons, uh, the two ion guns and the grenade launcher, and the HS twelve. I actually think the snowtrooper ion with the combination of the points drop and the range increase is actually the best of those four. Yeah, and I mean, being able to like last first ion a tank with voracious ambition is stupid good. Seems super hot to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now the downside, particularly against the tank of ion, is always worth mentioning, which is that you actually need to wound it, and it's only yeah. it's only impact one. So you're going to need, you know, either an unlucky save or you're going to need to get some crits in that pool too. So what you're saying is, I need to dive it and, and roll take impact grenades. Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, if you can land an yeah. impact grenade shot with an ion gun, good night to whatever yeah. that target is. Um, yeah. Good night. Yeah. But yeah, if you're just talking about like a range three peekaboo shot, um, there's no guarantee that you're going to get that ion token. Line. I mean, what's interesting about that, I think, is that um, <laughs> you probably don't even need the ion gun. I mean, that's why impact grenades are good if you're last first in a tank with impact grenades. That's true. Yeah. You I might mean, not actually need the ion. Right. I mean, the ion certainly doesn't hurt. I mean, it's no, nice yeah, the cake, no. right? Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's just like a safeguard if you didn't blow it up. I mean, versus whatever you're fighting, just just as a another bump for Ion here, not even a tank with reposition can can pivot shoot if you if they're ionized. So there's definitely some value in like arc dodging with snows. With I will the Ion gun. I will say one thing that the range three peekaboo is good against is Droidicus. Oh, very much so. You get that extra extra hit against their shields, and then possibly the ionization. Yep. I mean, they'll they'll blow all their shields just to avoid getting ionized. I guarantee you. Yeah, but even just getting ionized yeah. flips a shield token. So. Right. So. It's the double whammy. Yep. All right. Well, we're coming up on the on the end of the show, I think. Yeah, we're coming we, up uh... on the end of the show. It's only been an hour and fifteen minutes. And Jay is <laughs> yeah, sitting we, there like, we still got a hold of their hour uh, to go. No, Jay was like, "This is not going to be more than forty-five minutes today." He's looking super grumpy, so we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it's not at us. 
Look, Jay, we'll never we just... know because he's looking at his phone. <laughs> Jay, we just wanted to set low expectations last time so that when we actually do like a properly short episode this time, you can be excited about it. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Wave thumbs up. (laughs) Yep. All right. So uh, that was a somewhat meandering discussion on shores and tauntauns, and it was fantastic. Hey, talking about meandering is not necessarily bad, you know. That's true. You ever tubed down one of those rivers? Like, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta stop and smell the roses. Yep. I was I was trying to get my daughter out of the house um, to go to work the other day, and she literally was um like standing on the sidewalk smelling a flower and i'm like kiddo we gotta go she's like come and smell the flowers with me daddy i'm like wow that is that is a microcosm (laughs) of a life lesson right there yeah that is heart melting yep um so yeah meandering not necessarily bad Uh, just like veterans all right um yeah jury's out on that one but (laughs) wow Uh, All right, so um, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm David. And we'll see you next week. Join us next week for another episode of the Notorious Scoundrels. This has been a Fifth Trooper production. 